that totally resonates when you as a supplier when you're thinking about like the marketing strategy kind of scenario when you think it's like they say I think it's that 7-11-4 so seven hours of interaction and contact wherever that might be online in person 11 touch points so a wedding fair as well as all of your other sort of um, marketing efforts online, that wedding fair could be that that icing on the cake that they needed. They might have been following you on in, on Instagram or wherever, but to actually to then have that in person contact that would seal the deal for a hundred percent. Yeah, um, and people do buy from people, you know. And if you know, if you're like me and you don't really like to put your face on social media. And, you know, but people do like what I'm doing online. Perhaps they come along to a show and they go, actually, no, they are the right person. They do do that. You know, and it could be the same for a photographer. You spend 12 hours on a day with your photographer. You need to see them. You need to speak to them. You need to know you actually like them. Um, and sometimes consultations aren't enough to get it. You need to actually meet them and they get your vibe. Welcome to the Wedding Business Growth Coach Podcast, a podcast dedicated to sharing everything you need in bite-sized episodes to set up your wedding business for success and get your diary fully booked, full of those dream wedding clients. You're here with me, Jen Maynard, Wedding Business Growth Coach and founder of the Boho Bride Guide Wedding Blog and Supplier Directory. Each episode is full of value and structured around my Wedding Business Anchor Fundamentals Framework to give you straightforward, step-by-step activities to put in place into your business that will position yourself as the go-to wedding supplier within your specialism. Let's go! Hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast. It is fabulous to have you with us today. I'm super excited as I have a guest on the show today. We are going to be talking all things wedding shows and um, Daniela has the expertise in organising and hosting unique and fun-filled wedding uh, shows across the UK and we're going to be lifting the lid on everything you need to know about attending wedding shows and how to maximize uh, the opportunity of being face-to-face with your target wedding audience. So welcome to the show Daniela from Pretty and Punk Weddings. How are you doing? I'm okay, how are you? Very well, thank you. And thank you for being with us today. I'm um, very excited to get stuck in and uh, pick your brains on everything wedding shows. <laughs> I'd love to start off, Daniela, um, if you're able to tell us a little bit more about yourself and Pretty and Punk Weddings. Um, yeah, um, so Pretty and Punk Weddings started back in 2019 um, with a wedding show in South Devon at Tavistock. Um, we started with the idea of bringing alternative and traditional styles together in one wedding fair um, based on the fact that in Devon there wasn't anything alternative enough um, and we wanted just to see how it went together and so many incredible suppliers loved it so we went from one fair in Devon to a wedding directory and it's grown from just Devon to seven different counties across the UK that we have shows in so we cater to, again, like I said, alternative and traditional couples who want a bit of a pick and mix style. Maybe you're a traditional bride, but you are looking for something different. So you don't have the same wedding as your cousin five years ago. Um, and then you might want something different. 
Um, or perhaps you're an alternative couple, but you are still looking for some of the more traditional things um, and some traditional touches. Perhaps it's your dress, but you'd like everything else alternative. So we bring all those things, all those suppliers and couples under one roof, and we get such a wide variety of suppliers. It's so much fun. We had a taxidermist one who is probably our most out there supplier. But like in our launch show, we had axe rowing and alpacas. You know, like, so we get such a wide range of variety that comes up. Brilliant. And this podcast episode is to really get under the skin of um, maybe um, listeners today will be suppliers that might not have tried a wedding show before um, or they've, they've tried a few and they haven't got as much benefit out of it as as they might have thought. So this is all about really planning and maximizing the opportunity that if they're if they're going to book a wedding show what can they do to maximize the the inquiries and the the finding their ideal couple um whilst at that show um could you share with us then from your point of view what are some of the real benefits for suppliers um being part of a wedding show um well firstly it's meeting your target audience you know so walking down the street you're not going to meet people automatically who are getting married so if you put yourself together in a room with other suppliers who are looking for engaged couples it's a, probably a good place to be to get some wedding bookings um so that's first and foremost but there's um you also get to spend a day meeting a whole range of new suppliers that you haven't met yet um because i guarantee you you don't know the whole wedding industry in your county um, so that's a great way to meet new faces and networking and word of mouth still goes a really, really long way when it comes to the wedding industry. So by meeting new suppliers, they can say, oh, I met this person at a wedding fair and, you know, they'd be perfect for your wedding. So, you know, your inquiries may not all come on the day, but sometimes it's a bit of a long game as well. So by meeting those new suppliers and making new relationships, it puts your footprint in more places than it just falls by not going to a wedding show yeah I think that is a huge benefit um but also say you meet people that do the same thing as you they can give you advice of things that you haven't thought of you know that you didn't know exist you can't change things about your business that you don't know are not quite perfect Mm -hmm. you know so that it's a huge networking event which is a great way to spend a day especially most people who are in the wedding industry you know you're self-employed you're probably working by yourself it's nice to have people to talk to and to reach out to and lean on when you need to yeah um but to get the couples you just you need to be there you need to be in front of them because some people may not use social media a lot of the younger generation they don't like it because it reminds them of their parents (laughs) you know so for younger couples you need to not be just focusing on instagram or facebook or you know, TikTok's probably a good place, but get in front of them. They like that experience because people are getting back into it. It's about experiences. It's not about scoring through your phone to find people all the time. Yeah. And our shows are an experience. So definitely good to come amazing yeah I mean that totally resonates when you as a supplier when you're thinking about like the marketing strategy kind of scenario when you think it's like they say I think it's that 7-11-4 so seven hours of interaction and contact wherever that might be online in person 11 touch points so a wedding fair 
as well as all of your other sort of um, marketing efforts online, that wedding fair could be that that icing on the cake that they needed. They might have been following you on in, on Instagram or wherever, but to actually to then have that in person contact that would seal the deal for a hundred percent. Yeah, um, and people do buy from people, you know. And if you know, if you're like me and you don't really like to put your face on social media. And, you know, but people do like what I'm doing online. Perhaps they come along to a show and they go, actually, no, they are the right person. They do do that. You know, and it could be the same for a photographer. You spend 12 hours on a day with your photographer. You need to see them. You need to speak to them. You need to know you actually like them. Um, And sometimes consultations aren't enough to get it. You need to actually meet them and they get your vibe. Definitely, yeah, yeah. And and I, I was also thinking about that. If you're if you've got a wedding business or part of your business is for the wedding industry and you're looking to do things on a slightly different angle, what better way to do that than to showcase that in person? And actually you're sort of testing your, um, your elevator pitch. You're, you're practicing what your brand stands for and you can't do that online. You know, you need people to, to develop as a wedding, as a wedding vendor, don't you? And to, to realize what you're all about yourself and yeah, wedding shows are a perfect sort of platform to be able to hone your craft and hone that, um, what you're all about really for sure. Yeah. Ab, okay. So, um, from your um, experience and working with suppliers, getting wedding shows up and, you know, organizing them and actually implementing them and executing them on the day. Could you share with us a few of your sort of top tips and pieces of advice for wedding vendors that are looking to book onto um, wedding shows in, in the coming future? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, the first thing I ever say to any supplier who says they want to exhibit and if they need some advice, maybe it's their best one. Um, I always tell them to sack off their table. Um, don't use a table as part of your exhibition stand. That's one of the first bits I'll say because fairs will give you an allocated space. So make the most of the space without a rigid piece of furniture like a table um, and build build your stand, you know, make it yours. The whole point of a wedding fair is to get couples' attention and make a lasting impression. So if you get rid of your stand and you make your stand, um, your table even, make your stand completely your own, um, whether that be with arches or frames or, you know, extra balloons or, you know, anything, you know, you could think of, whether it's a wedding dress supply, just loads of dresses, you know, spaced out beautifully. Yeah. So remember that. And also, if you have your table and 20 other suppliers in the room have a table, yeah, you look the same as everybody else from the outside. So my favourite stands ever do not use their table. So yeah. I'm, I'm very, I feel very strongly about this. Don't use your table. <laughs> make the most of your space. Make it your space and make, put your stamp on your, you know, your pitch. Use your brand. Yes. Yeah. Be memorable. That's what you need to be. No, Completely, um, completely agree. What would you uh, recommend for people that maybe have smaller products then? Have you seen any sort of examples of how people have used that space that have really stuck in your mind, Daniela? Yeah, when um, I saw a supplier at a Tavistock show in March this year, she um, she bought like a photo um, curtain, you know, sort of backdrops. Yeah. Um, but then she bought 
stands of all different sizes and she kind of placed them all underneath her curtain so it gave different levels around her stand and then she had things like handbags and leather jackets and purses and things like that and it might have been shoes there were shoe buckles um, and lots of bits and pieces like that but I mean she made me want to go over and look at her stand and they were in constantly you're there like oh look at that oh what's that and then you're there and you're talking and that's your time to make conversation with that couple mm. and they could be the couple that are going to book that are going to buy something off you um just there are so many ways to get onto Pinterest and look at yes trade show exhibition stands okay. there's so many examples of ways you can make so get on Pinterest and just get inspired yeah. what what resonates with you your brand and then replicate it in your your way sort of thing oh I yeah. like that I like yeah, that absolutely what what else would you recommend then Daniela so you know like I'm saying make your mark so keep make sure your brand is there make sure you look like your brand you know your brand is supposed to reflect you um, as it is anyway so just make sure that you are reflective of it if your brand is you know so say like ours is pastel they'll yeah. turn up in black yeah um you know because it doesn't make you look like you fit in with your own company um so maybe don't do that so when planning um attending wedding shows and your sort of time management what would you recommend there Daniela um assume you need more time than you think you did originally so always give yourself an extra you know 15 20 minutes than you thought um because the very last thing that you want a couple to see is as the show starts and you're running out to go and move your car yeah um you know if a show starts at 11 be ready at quarter two and by be ready i mean stand behind your stand or stand at your stand um ready for couples to come in and um, often we get couples who are stood there before 11 o'clock you know wanting to come in and we don't let them because we know not everyone's ready but just try to be ready and um, always account just account for more time than you think yeah that you should need because you never know what's going to happen it could be that someone else has got three trips in the lift before you need to get up in the lift you know so just account for that it's better to be able to have a chill and a cup of tea before everybody comes in anyway and then chat to your next door neighbour at the show get to know who they are get to know their business and wander around see everybody stand you know that's probably one of the best times to do that so I definitely think that um I'd also recommend never to do a wedding show on your own um okay bring somebody with you uh whether that's somebody who works with you or is a friend who will just be some more support yeah um anything like that because you always need to have somebody on your stand you don't know who's coming through the door at that time and you might need to go to the bathroom, you know, and then you could go off to the bathroom, which might not be right next to your store, and then you'll miss a couple who's walked past. So if you've got somebody there, they can answer any questions for you or hand out the information um, so that you don't miss them. Yeah. Okay. Um, and also, like, everyone's going to need to eat. It's always a lunchtime. We do need to do that, generally. Yeah, it's <laughs> general human functions. You know, you need to be able to make sure they're catered for, so make sure you do have somebody to give you and um, it also gives you time to wander around and meet other suppliers so you know to do that networking you can say can you give me 10 minutes I just want to go and speak to that person over there that looks really interesting you know so I mean it's a it's a brilliant opportunity not only for couples but for meeting fellow fellow suppliers building your network and and seeing yeah whether there's some collaboration opportunities that are there potentially 
it's got to be investigated for sure. Yeah, our suppliers at our launch show back in 2019, we had, um, I think it was about a corner that had all worked on a similar style shoot or had worked on a combination of style shoots over like the past 18 months before it. Um, and they all had artwork sort of from the same wow. thing. Um, and the couples were like, I really like the fact that, you know, I'm looking at your jewellery, but you've worked with that hair and makeup supplier that was over there. They liked it. It was all relatable. And it means, you know, it sells that trustworthiness to couples. Definitely. Because suppliers trust suppliers. So if they trust them, then couples should be able to trust them. So, you know, definitely use a networking opportunity. It's a great way to showcase who you are and meet people who are like you. Yeah. Perfect. And what would you, would you give any sort of recommendations around maybe like conversation starters? Have you seen anything work well that, that uh, vendors have used, you know, just to, to, you know, if, if couple are walking past and what, where, where to stand, what, what sort of how to, how to present yourself, I suppose, and, and make that welcoming feel. Yeah. Um, well, if you go into user table, um, at your exhibitor stand please don't sit or stand behind it um, because again it's just it makes you look a little bit closed off it makes you not look as welcome and it might make couples not want to go around and speak to you yeah. whereas I'm sure like you are absolutely lovely I've never had a supplier who isn't yeah. um, but if you're not selling a welcoming behavior they're not going to feel welcome to come over and speak to you I mean obviously DJs stand behind their booths but you know if you're taking somebody else have somebody stood in front of it welcome people come over it's that body language it's that openness that you need to be able to show to people because they're shopping that's why people are going to wedding shows they're shopping so be ready to sell but without being salesy <laughs> yeah it's it's a fine line isn't it it's a fine line but I think I suppose if if you keep in mind what problem are you helping solve for that potential client you know, keeping that at the forefront of your mind and being helpful and useful to that couple, then you can't go wrong, I suppose. It's it's when it, yeah. you know, that that more traditional salesy comes in. But um, I, I suppose, would you say that takes a bit of practice and you people sort of find their flow the more they, they go to wedding shows? Um, yes and no. Okay. Um, one of our suppliers we had, it was their first ever wedding show that they came to. Um, they had flamingos on their stand. Um, and whenever people came up to them, they were like, oh, can you guess their names? And they tried to get them to name their flamingos or guess what their flamingos were called. And they had skulls and things on the table. And they were like, try and guess them. Try and, get, and they kind of got them into it. And they were like, oh. And then they were there looking at their, I think it was stationary. Um, but they were looking at all the like knickknacks on the table and you know things like that it drew them in and it started a conversation without being like oh hi are you looking for a photographer you know immediately and then they kind of feel like yeah but you're the 10 photographer that's asked me that I mean yes I mean I limit categories you'll never have 10 photographers at one check you. um but you know they'll hear that so many times going around yeah they don't want to hear it again so for somebody to say something completely different yeah you know, that's one of the main things. I mean, I, I remember a bit of a, just a conversation starter, a bit bit of a, you know, a fun, fun, fun something or other. Yeah. I mean, when I used to work in sales years ago, um, I remember we used to have to talk about ourselves and we had to drop three facts about ourselves in. Ah. And then at the end of it, as soon as you'd, you know, finished the sale or you were saying goodbye, you'd be like, oh, I've just got some questions to ask you. And then you'd ask them questions about what had just happened, you know, like business wise. But yeah. then you'd say, 
something about the three facts you dropped in. Mm. So I'd always be like, so where is it I'm from? And then they'd have to remember where it was I said I grew up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so it's, you know, silly things like that. It makes you memorable. And then they're like, I like them. They were cheeky or they were funny or they had that. You know, also, if you're a brand that swears a lot, crack on. I mean, I'll never say no because, you know, I (laughs) I swear. Part of of your brand. (laughs) It's all good. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I... You know, so, I mean, obviously, do, you know, just gauge the customer when you meet them. Don't walk up straight away and, you know, tell them to F off, you know, but, you know, just <laughs> kind of get a feeling. Yeah, get a feeling and just make sure they know that that's who you are. And if that's the kind of vibe they want for the wedding, then that's the right photographer, you know. But if if it's not, they'll know that you're not. The, the, the there you go. <laughs> being, being authentic to you will 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 win, won't it? Because you will, you will attract and repel the right and wrong uh, right and wrong people for you sort of thing (laughs) and I wanted to um, pick your brains on um ratio so how does it work with pretty and punk um wedding shows as in your ratios because you mentioned you'll never get 10 photographers how do you plan it just for info um typically I will reserve 30 percent not 30 percent 25% 25% sorry for photographers um, at whatever show we do so the most you'll ever have would be four um, generally I'll only book two or three okay um, just be, you know if we book a double stand I just don't like it to be too full of the same style yeah. because again couples will get bored they won't stay they won't look like a guy everyone's photographer and I'll leave yeah. and somebody gets photographers or photographers are just very willing to exhibit yes um yeah. so Ratio-wise, I think photographers will always have the bigger category. Okay. But never by an extreme amount because I'll always aim for two of everything if the venue allows for it. So say we've got the Wiltshire show this Sunday, the smaller venues, we haven't allowed for the same sort of doubled up of everything. You know, sometimes it will only be one of everything. But where we do cater for traditional and alternative, I don't want traditional couples to come and go, there was nobody for me, everyone was too alternative. Or alternative to come and go, everyone was too traditional. So we try and aim for one traditional, one alternative of everything. So there is at least one thing of everything for everybody. Brilliant. That's really worth knowing. So actually, you're not going to be one of many. You you have that captive audience at your shows. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because otherwise, everybody just gets a little bit bored. You know, a photographer doesn't want to be looking over at another photographer or say you're a bridal wear supplier you don't want to be you know facing opposite another bridal wear supplier you know you do want to have room almost for them to get oh, I've talked to three other suppliers now you know and then I've ch- gone into a different room and then there's another bridal wear supplier you know it needs to be broken up you know visually for it to look better for everybody yeah but just for a bit of a psychological thing you know oh, I've had a break from seeing them now it's nice to see another one it kind of refreshes everything yeah um that's why I do that. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's great. And um, are there any other pieces of advice that you want to sort of finish with, Daniela? What what's the what's the main takeaway for people listening today, would you say? Um, if you're ever considering a wedding show, even if you know you've done them in the past and perhaps they weren't for you, research the new wedding shows that are coming out. There are more wedding shows now than there were 10 years ago and they're not all run by the same people some of the main ones now are run by different management teams so they are always going to change don't just start all wedding shows 
with the same brush, you know, because they're also different. Ours are very different to everybody else's. And I love it when couples tell me that. I'm like, yes. That's what, that's, yeah. that's what I'm doing. Yeah, like I don't want to be the same as everybody else. We may have very similar formats, but I never want people to leave feeling the same way they felt at another one. Um, and I remember when I got home from the Tavistock show, I had an Instagram message from a bride who said um, after the first wedding show she went to, she left in tears, but she's never felt happier than when she left the Pretty and Punk show. She said she felt comfortable. She found suppliers. And it was exactly how she wanted the wedding show to be. So amazing. that's why I do it. And just research the companies and yeah. don't, don't just decide that each show is going to be the same because they're not. They'll attract different couples. They'll attract different suppliers. And it's just relationships you haven't made yet. With you. And so it's finding the wedding show that re- you can resonate with your brand kind of thing. Yeah, And absolutely. then that will resonate with the couples that attend with you. Yeah. Brilliant. absolutely brilliant and Daniela can you share because you mentioned you've got some shows coming up so are you able to just list what you've got coming up for me yeah yeah so we start in Wiltshire this Sunday at Devizes Town Hall so that's September 18th and then on the 2nd of October we'll be at Winchester Guild Hall for our Hampshire show and then the 9th of October we'll be heading to the Yogurt Rooms in Sussex and then the 16th of October we'll go down to Heartland in Renfrew for our Cornwall show then the 6th of November we're going to head up to Shropshire for our first ever Shropshire show and then on the 7th of November I might go to sleep I think you will have earned to sleep by then. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of driving in the next few weeks but I'm really excited I can't oh wait to see oh my gosh amazing and so um for any suppliers that's listening that are interested in exhibiting at Pretty and Punk wedding shows um where's best for them to head for more information yeah, so you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. They're both at Pretty and Punk Weddings or head to the website. So it's prettyandpunk.co.uk forward slash events. Um, it's got all of them there, even with some 2023 dates ready for Devon and Somerset next year. Um, but yeah, we obviously limit supplier categories. It's always first come, first serve. So if you want one, don't delay because you might miss out. Um, yeah, I'm so excited. Oh, brilliant. Well, you've got a very busy couple of months coming up. Um, and just, yeah, thank you so much for sharing your um, expertise. And I'm sure that was super helpful for some vendors that are looking to either get back into to wedding fairs or maybe start in there, uh, trying out their first one. Thank yeah. you so much, Danielle. It's been an absolute pleasure. Take Great. it steady. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. My new free downloadable activity pack is now available. Get visible, build connection. The free resource provides you with everything you need to plan one whole year's worth of face of your business online content to build an authentic brand that aligns with you as a person and builds that all important connection between you and your audience. The activity pack includes a bonus template for you to take away and plan your four years worth of face of your business posts, taking out the overwhelm and kicking you into action. So what are you waiting for? Download yours today at weddingbusinessgrowthcoach.com forward slash biz dash resources. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and took away some wedding business building value. Make sure you subscribe to the Wedding Business Growth Coach podcast to ensure you get notified every time a new episode goes live. See you next time.